Hallelujah! Greetings, Team Ajilam Karibuni Sana Tena. This is now our third episode of a series that we started called Faith Lifestyle. I hope you guys have been enjoying the series so far. I've really been enjoying preparing this series. Now, the thing about this series is that the goal of this series is for us to cultivate a life of faith. That's the whole point of this series because the Bible tells us multiple times that the just shall live by faith, the righteous shall live by faith. The Bible also tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please God, right? And so the faith that we are trying to harness here is faith that is a lifestyle, not just situational faith where it's like there's this situation and you're like, ah, I need to have faith. No, this is about cultivating a lifestyle of faith where... We're able to just live a life of faith in the same way that God calls us to live a life of faith, that the just shall live by faith, right? Um, faith is a lifestyle that we're called to live, right? We're called to live a life of faith. And what that's so interesting is how Jesus equates faith to be like a seed, like a mustard seed, which shows us that faith is something that we can harness and grow, Right? This series will teach us how to activate and grow our faith, right? We see many, many, many times in the Word, um, uh, especially in the Gospels, where Jesus tells those whom he has healed that it is their faith that has made them well. It is their faith that has made them well. And I believe that at this time, that God is calling us to believe, us who have believed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that he is calling us to take our faith to new levels, to take our faith to new levels, to graduate from saving faith to mountain-moving faith. Amen? Yes! And so, in the first episode of this series, I want to do a quick recap. In the first episode of this series, we looked at the story of the woman who had the issue of blood and who touched the hem of Jesus' tunic to receive her healing. We learned in that episode that this woman kept speaking to herself God's promise that there is healing in the Messiah's hem. And so she kept speaking this to herself. And the question that I asked in that episode is I asked, what of God's promises are we continually speaking to ourselves? In spite of whatever situation that you are in, what is God's promise in his word over your situation that you will let go to yourself? Do you guys remember Lego? Lego where it's the Greek word for what she was doing, which means to affirm over, to teach, to exhort, to advise, to command, to direct, to point out with words, to speak out. So the question that we asked was, which of God's promises are you speaking over and over? Which of God's promises are you affirming over and over to yourself? What promise are you going to go and take in the same way that this woman took her miracle? She took God's promise and said it was hers. She said it was hers. You know, the other day I was reading a post that someone had put up on social media where the person, they were, they were doing, it was an interaction between two people, so it was a screenshot that they had put up on social media. And the person says and asks, you know, where they say God's word has so many things about so many things. How do I hear what's specifically for me in regards to who I am? What I want you to understand, who is listening and who has put their faith in Jesus Christ, I want you to understand is that all the many, many promises in his words, in his word, all of them are for you. All of the promises are for you, all of them. 
the woman wasn't waiting for her prophetic word to get her healing. She was like, it is written, so it's mine to claim it. Remember we read 2 Corinthians from verse 1, 19 to 20, which says, For the Son of God, Christ Jesus, who was preached among you by us, by me, Silvanus, and Timothy, was not yes and no, but has been yes in him. For as many as the promises of God are, in him they are yes. Christ Jesus has said that all his promises are yes for you who has put your faith in him. So you do not need to know what is specifically for you. All of it is for you. All of it. How amazing is that? And so the thing is, is that just like this woman is to go with confidence into God's word and begin to lego his promises to yourself. Lego his promises to yourself. Friends, faith without works is dead. This series will be meaningless to you unless you practice what is being taught. And I urge you, I urge you to go and study what is God's promise for you in his word. Engrain it in your mind and say it to yourself every day. Affirm it over and over to yourself every day. Teach it to yourself every day. Let go. Believe that God's promises are for you. They are for you. For as many as are the promises of God, in Christ Jesus they are yes. In Christ Jesus they are yes. As many as the promises of God are, in Christ Jesus they are yes. Amen? So make sure that you go and practice this. And then you'll tell me what the results are. Amen? <laughs> Amen. Then last week we looked at the story of the synagogue official named Jairus. And how Jesus at different stages removed people that were hindering Jairus' faith. And what we concluded from that story was that there may be people that you are consistently around that may be hindering your faith. The people we consistently choose to spend our time with will either increase or hinder your faith. Now let me be clear on this. I'm not saying avoid all negative people in your life. That's impossible, right? This, this would mean you, you know, disappearing from this world in order to be able to do that. What I'm talking about is who you choose to consistently spend your time with. If the people that you are consistently around are faithless, negative people, then you will find it incredibly difficult to maintain a life of faith. If you are consistently spending your time on social media or consuming negative content, then you will find it very difficult to live a life of faith. And the thing that I truly believe is that there are some of us who need to get away from certain crowds or to, 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 to ease the amount of time we're spending within certain spaces and certain crowds that we used to spend time with because it's hindering our ability to believe. And for others like myself where we need to cut down the amount of time that we're spending on you know, social media because it's hindering our ability to believe. And the thing is that Jesus was very intentional about removing certain people in the lead up to the miracle that he would perform. He did not allow these people to be around him or Jairus. And we ought to do the same. Our chosen surrounding will influence our ability to believe. 100%. Right? And now the, today what I want us to do is to pick off from where we left off with that story in, 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 uh, in the story of Jairus. Right? So today's message will be short and sweet. 
Straight to the point, short and sweet. And today what I want to ask you, today what I want to ask you is who are the Peter, James and John in your life? One of the things we note from the story in Mark 5, 21 to 43, is that Jesus was not only intentional about getting rid of those that were hindering faith, but he was also very intentional in whom he allowed to follow him in that moment, which was Peter, James, and John. These three guys were his inner circle. Jesus had 12 disciples, meaning that Jesus, number one, chose his crew, right? He chose his crew. He chose the people that he would spend a majority of his time with. And you know, the, the one thing that I think many of us also need to be liberated from, you know, there's some, some of us have friends that we grew up with, all these things, and it's, it's like we're in the sentence of friendship. My, my friend, I beg, you can choose your friends, okay? <laughs> your friends are not a sentence, okay? The friendship is not a sentence. It's not like the way family, you don't choose them, <laughs> right? Anyway, out of his 12 disciples, Jesus had an inner circle of Peter, James, and John. The inner circle that he had, these guys saw him in his most glorious state, and also was present in his weakest, most vulnerable state. And everything else in between. In his glorious state, we are told of the story where Jesus is transfigured. In Matthew 17 from verse 1 to 3, we are told that after six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone, shone like the sun. Well, I didn't even know that's shown. Okay. His face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as the light. Just then there appeared before them Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. The thing that is so interesting is that this was a state that no one else saw other than Peter, James, and John. This was Jesus in his most glorious state and he was able to share this with his inner circle. Something that was incredibly amazing in his most glorious state, he shared this with his inner circle. And the thing is also, in his weakest and most vulnerable state, we are told of the story where Jesus takes Peter, James, and John with him to the Garden of Gethsemane, where Jesus is filled with anguish and sorrow regarding what is about to happen to him, which is, this is right before he's about to be crucified. And he shares this weak moment with these three. In Matthew 26, 36 to 39, it reads, then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, Sit here while I go there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. And so in the story that we read last week, at a time when faith was required, the people that Jesus allowed to be around him was his inner circle. And so again, I want to ask you, who is your Peter, James, and John? You know, it's interesting to me, how this keeps coming up. I, 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 can't, I, I think I've, we've, we've talked about this so many times. In fact, just recently we did a, a, a sermon on, on faith friends where we spoke about the importance of faith friends. And I want to suggest to you today 
that for your faith to grow, you do not just need to be intentional about who you remove from around you, but also whom you choose to place around you and spend your time with. You know, a few weeks ago, I remember I had um, a pretty intense um, um, therapy session where there was a lot of stuff that was really unpacked and it left me just kind of like feeling very broken at that point in time because of this session. It was super intense, you know, for me. It was incredibly insightful, but also just kind of jarring, considering that it revealed certain things that I didn't know if I had the capacity to deal with, you know. And, and it, was, it was heavy stuff. And I remember leaving that session feeling incredibly downcast. But that afternoon, I was meeting with some faith friends that I consider to be within my inner circle. And the thing about this, these friends is that we intentionally meet every two to three weeks with no agenda really other than just to share our faith journeys and what we sense that God is um, you know, saying to us and what, what we believe God is saying to us. That's pretty much what we do. But the thing that happened is that after meeting with these friends of mine in my inner circle, my faith was completely renewed and that heaviness that was there was replaced with incredible perspective that came from hanging out with these guys. There's another group of guys that I meet with. You know, we are four of us and we also meet every two weeks to just open up and share with each other our faith journeys. Again, no agenda. We just meet and spend time with each other, encouraging one another, sharing with one another what it is that we're going through, things that we believe God is saying to us, what we, you know, when we just really just sit around and encourage one another and we spend hours doing this. In this space, we get to share our wins and losses, our highs and lows, our victories and our defeats, our concerns and our lessons. And the thing is, is that this space was intentionally created by one of the guys in the group and it has grown to become one of my most cherished ways in which I find refreshment for my faith. Both of these spaces I mentioned are intentional. It isn't per chance that we meet often. It isn't simply because we like each other and want to have fun together. We intentionally meet to discuss our faith journeys. What are we learning? What are we struggling with? What do we need prayers for? What do we need help with? What are we super happy about? What progress are we making? What wins have we achieved? What ways in which are we encouraging one another? I remember there was one time where we, were, we, we talked about, you know, how, how do you stay closing? How, how have you shared your faith with someone else? So we also challenge one another to be able to live out a life of faith and being able to go and share the gospel of Jesus Christ boldly with those that are around us. These are intentional faith spaces that we have created for each other so that we can run the race that is set before us. These people in my inner circle have been incredibly pivotal for the growth of my faith. Friends, it is incredibly difficult to maintain a faith lifestyle in isolation. And today I want to ask you again, who are your Peter, James and John? Who is in your inner circle? Does your inner circle have people whom you can share your highs and lows? Is your inner circle people you can share your journey of faith with? The thing to realize is that, again, like I said, this is an intentional space. 
And like I said earlier, faith without works is dead. If you are not willing to practice what I'm sharing with you, then you will not be able to enjoy the benefit of it. And so I want to urge you who is listening to intentionally seek out other like-minded friends and choose to regularly meet with the intention of building a safe space where you can be vulnerable with one another, where you can share wins, losses, and everything else in between with the goal of being that you guys will be able to create a space that will build you up in your faith. That will build you up in your faith. And lastly, before, as I close, I want to remind you of the friend that sticketh closer than a brother. In the story of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus went with Peter, James, and John because he needed their support. He says to them, stay here and keep watch with me. But unfortunately, on that day, his friends, these guys in his inner circle, could not stand with him because they were so tired. They could not stand with him. In Matthew 26, 39 to 40, it says, Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter. However, the thing that you see during, that's happening during this time when he was in that garden, Jesus confided in the one who does not sleep nor slumber. He was openly vulnerable before his heavenly father and confided in him. You know, I want you to keep in mind that from the very beginning, even before Jesus came right to the earth, Jesus knew what this journey was leading to. He kept talking about how he was going to suffer and die. And suffer a shameful death at that. He knew that the cross was his path to victory. He knew it. But as he drew closer to that moment, he became overwhelmed with what was required of him. And while overwhelmed and with sorrow, he went to his Father in heaven. He was unafraid in his presence to the extent of asking if there's another way to not have to go through this experience he was about to have. He came asking, is there another way, Lord? Is there another way, Father? It is while there where he deals with the reality that this is the path that he will have to walk. And it's so amazing to me because the thing that I want to ask you is, are you vulnerable with God? Do you genuinely confide in him? Is he in your inner circle? Is God in your inner circle? Jesus here was unafraid to go to his father and confide in him and to literally tell him, honestly, I, I really don't want to do this. <laughs> but if it's your will, let's go. But I really, really don't want to do this. If there's another way, let's do it. Are you confiding in God? Are you vulnerable with God? Is he in your inner circle? Friends, your inner circle will help you live a lifestyle of faith. So be intentional about it. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your word. Father, I pray for all those who are listening. I pray, Holy Father, that you would help them be able to be intentional about their inner circle that they would be able to have an inner circle that will allow them to grow in their faith, 
allow them to be able to confide, to share their wins and share their losses. Father, I pray for everyone who listens that they would be intentional about creating these spaces and that you would help them to be able to do this. But Father, I also pray that you'd give them a heart that would allow them to be vulnerable before you and to trust in you, who is the friend that sticketh closer than a brother. We thank you that you hear us. We thank you that we can come and be vulnerable before you and you won't shoo us away, but you will comfort us and you will listen to us. We thank you that we have you always in our inner circle, helping us, guiding us, and leading us. We thank you that you have heard us today. For it's in Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen, amen. God bless you. Hey guys, thank you so much for watching. Listen, if this message blessed you, please be sure to share with someone whom you love. Share with a friend, a colleague, anyone. And then also, listen, support us. Support this ministry so that we can be able to make more dope content and be able to spread this message of the kingdom to as many people as possible. And then, make sure that you subscribe. Sawa, subscribe. Subscribe, wherever the button, subscribe, subscribe. God bless you guys.